Are you still sending plain text messages to new friends and colleagues? If so, it's time to upgrade your networking workflow. Sending your contact and brand information manually can be time consuming. Make a better first impression with the digital biz card. Leads can access your web or email address, company logo, social media, and even YouTube channels. They'll even have the ability to save your biz card directly to their contacts. Visit getbizcards.com and upgrade your networking today. Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us is just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric Tucker, and joining me for this episode is Eric Brundage of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Eric joined the new ADA chapter of Omega Psi Phi in the spring of 2005 at the University of Southern Mississippi. After working for two different Fortune 500 beverage companies, Eric decided to bet on himself and launch his own brand called Aspira Pura, which is available at Amazon.com. Eric also recently joined the D9 Business Directory. So please welcome to Greekly Speaking, Eric Brundage. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Once again, shout out to the Q's, shout out to the Brunds. <laughs> I got to do it like usual. It wouldn't be me if I didn't do it. So yeah, so just, you know, thank you for having me. And, you know, thank you for everybody that's tuning in and watching. Hey, it's all good, man. All we really trying to do is show some love and highlight mm -hmm. individuals such as yourself, man, mm -hmm. finding ways to navigate through this whole pandemic and, okay. and just betting on themselves, man, and, and, and making strides and launching their own brands. And we want to dive all into that and see what you got, yeah. man. But first of all, this is Greekly Speaking and, and everybody wants to know, you know, who is this cat? I don't know, you know, where is he from? You know, what's going on? <laughs> so so let's 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 get into what we need to get into. First of all, man. Most definitely. I'm a legacy. So it, it definitely played a big factor. My dad, he's a five. I'm a five. He pledged in the 70. I I pledged in the 70, or I should say I went through membership intake in the 70, whatever correctly that you want to say. He went, he 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 crossed Alabama State, spring 75, and then I crossed. Uh, Spring 05. As you can see, a lot of fives in the, in the reference, you know, and then, you know, we got the same name. He's Shogun. I'm Shogun too. So my dad played a, a major factor in me being the bros, being what I am today and just being Greek. If it wasn't for my dad, I probably wouldn't be the bros at all because, you know, I, just, I really didn't have too many people in my family that were Greek. So my dad being Greek, showing me what it's like, showing me how that, showing me how that operates, taking me to picnics, doing all that good stuff, doing that father-son type of time. It, it really made an influence on me, you know, just wanting to be a part of a mega South opportunity. And, and that's cool, especially when they threw that that college requirement out there. Whatever it takes to get you on a campus, man, that's that's how yeah, I'm looking at yeah. it these days. But, but so <laughs> so so what, what what was going through your mind when you were a kid and you saw these these guys? I, I, I'm assuming you might have seen a, a pair of gold boots or two, you know. Yeah. <laughs> coming through the yeah. house when you were young. I, I think uh, I saw that. It was great. It was cool. I didn't know really, really what it is, but I really got introduced to it like hands-on even more because my brother went to FAMU. 
So I went to like, I used to go hang out with him in the summertime and I just kind of got introduced to the cues there, like Upsilon side and, you know, didn't know him then, but I just remember seeing them in person, seeing how they were acting. Just I remember like back then when my brother's in school, they had this big old cap event called Kappa Luau. If you're, if everybody's watching this, this is like back in the 90, 97, 98 Kappas. I just remember seeing the cues in full effect. This is a funny story. I remember the Kappas telling the cues like, hey, you guys got to pay. It's going to be $4 a ticket. And the cues being like, we ain't paying for nothing. And they just bum rushed the door and knocked over like 40 people. I was one of those people. They knocked us all down. My brother and our friends were grabbing onto the fence. And the cues got in for free. And people were like, oh, no, we're hurt. We're hurt. And I remember just standing up and being like, yep, yep. That's what I want to be. That's how I want to be too. So yeah, you know, it just it just only it just only stamped even more why I wanted to be the bros. We ain't trying to pay for nothing. <laughs> see, see, okay. So, so first, first of all, every time I have a Q interview, it always it always uh, yeah yeah. So I was in Jacksonville, true story. I was living in Jacksonville around that time, man. And we spent, we were at every Fairview homecoming around between the 90s, 2001. I mean, it it, it was crazy. Yeah, and the Kapalua was was definitely a, a real yeah. thing, man. I So, you know, but, you know, at an HBCU, when you're doing that thing or just hanging around the right Greeks, with, they bring that atmosphere to the campus, man. Yep, exactly. And they're always good for a story that people will always remember. That That's for mm-hmm. sure, man. Well, well that's always. cool, man. So so how many people came in with you when you, when you decided to cross at USM? Uh, <clears throat> just five. We had okay. more, but they didn't, they didn't make it. But I was the five dog, tail dog, you know, so it, it worked out because we're in my chapter, we're known as the 100 percent line. Like we do everything 100 percent. We've been the most homecomings 100 percent. We've been to the most QDs at my school. Like at my school at Southern Miss, we're known for our QD, which we're like we get like 60,000 people coming down to me. We even brought Drake to a Q Delta at our school before. So we're like, that's what we're known for. And my line, we're pretty much 100% everything we do, you know, after like 15 years later, we still come to events, homecomings, still know, I still know my Neo Neos, I'm 05, but I still know my 19 Neos, 20 Neos, 21 Neos, 15, 16, you know, just the simple fact that, you know, we, we really embodied what, what it meant to be giving back to the chapter and always thinking about the chapter and not just thinking about ourselves. Because sometimes, you know, you get the letters and then, you just kind of use Omega Sapphire or use whatever fraternity to you, whatever, or sorority to your advantage, but don't really give back. So we're really big on giving back to the young bros and making sure that we can just be, you know, and show them in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you don't ever know the type of young men or young women that you get into your organization. Sometimes they just need a little bit of mentorship and just a little bit of good advice for them to go the right way so that they don't go down the wrong path and save themselves the headache. You know, you, you definitely bring up a good point. It's a great segue, man. What what advice would you give to someone, male, female, you know, fraternity, sorority, who's considering joining a Greek organization? What what advice would you give to them? I would have to give them the the the, the advice that it was given to me by my dad. My dad told me, like, hey, if this is what you want to do, you could do it. If you don't, it's no, it's no problem. But just to know if you do do this, it's your chosen way of life, which I didn't understand until now. But he's saying what he's saying was like you're joining something, so you need to join it to want to make it better. And he always said that to me, like you need to join it to make it better, join it to make it better. Because I remember before I joined, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. He was like, well, you can always join it to get in to change things. 
make, you know, put things in motion, do this, do that. And those are the type of things you have to think about in your mind. If you if you're on campus, grad chapter, wherever you are, citywide, you know, wherever you may be and you feel like the chapter there's not doing enough, think about it like this. If you want to be in, join and bring your stamp to it. Because a lot of times there's a lot of chapters that need just one person just to make a difference and people will get on board with you if you're going in the right direction. Because a lot of chapters might not be doing that because they don't have somebody taking the initiative and the person that may have taken the initiative before may just be tired. And sometimes, like they said before, that's why you had Neos to get your flame restarted, to get you reamped and re want to get you re-going again. That's why me personally, I like hanging around my Neos because I learn so much from them. I hear so many different things from them. And what I don't know, I could sometimes see in their energy and then I could bring my old energy onto them and show them like, look, if you, if you treat this well, it will treat you right. You sow what you reap. You reap what you sow. All those good things. So anybody looking to join, just know you can make a difference, but you just got to know that you got to join and have the mindset like I'm going in to make a difference. I'm not going in to get something. I'm going in to give because once you give, then it'll always come back to you. That, that's that's truth, man. What what are some of the, the service projects that your chapter was known for? Well, we're known for our community service drive in the sense where we pick up trash on Highway 49. We're known for our book read drive where we go down uh, to the to local elementary school and we help with tutoring and we help with them with their homework. We're also known for our, with our Charles Jew drive, which we help, you know, blood, you know, blood drive, blood transfusion, just Charles Drew, one of the brothers invented blood transfusion, just want to throw that out there. And then we also have our, our Christmas drive in the sense where during the holidays, we raise money for, you know, St. Jews and for everybody else. So I think overall, as being one event that we've known always for, we don't really have one. We have multiple ones that we always do because we just know like Achievement Week is big for us. And the simple fact that other community services around the community is big for us. Like we're really big into giving back, even with the Omega Preps, we have that. Even with the high school kids, even with, you know, elementary and just kind of giving back and doing different things because we know like being a staple in the community is bigger than a lot of people realize because, you know, we always have that saying, everybody knows a cue in their life, you know, and that's just how it just sometimes is because you just never be surprised who you might know that's Greek and played a factor in you being a better man or better woman in your life. I like that saying, man, everybody knows a cue. For me, it was Dr. Bowler at Allcourt State who, oh man. Everybody knows a cue in their life. Oh man, oh my God. That, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, but but I really love this and, and I love this platform because it and I hope all the young kids out there can can eventually tune in and listen to to what this black man is saying and how well he's articulating the importance of giving back. And 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 it sounds like to me that you're not necessarily known for one project in particular, but you're known for, for raising awareness about right. several different causes, man. And I don't think it gets any better than that. That I love. Mm -hmm. So that shout out to you. And, and let me just say this in that because, you know, it was homecoming season, you know, and recently where I, I pledged at Alcorn State. But I was on a plane and I remember in an airport, I was seeing several people because I believe USM must have had their, their homecoming the at the same time. Man, yeah. it was so many Greeks going to USL. Man, what is it something that I missed? <laughs> is it you know, <laughs> what, what's going on at University of Southern Mississippi, man? I'm just gonna say this: like when it comes to okay, so I'm all, I'm all about the numbers. You know, people tell stories, but numbers don't lie. When it comes to the numbers, 
Southern Miss, when it comes to African-Americans, we're second to Jackson State. So we have more than Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and all the other HBCUs except Jackson State. And I think the reason for that is the simple fact that, you know, a lot of people from the North come down. They've got a mall, got something to do. It's a suitcase type of city. People from up north, up from the coast, Biloxi, New Orleans, Mobile. So everybody kind of filters in there, you know. And then I guarantee you, if some of the other schools had different things or different amenities, they would probably be bigger. If Mississippi State had a mall, they would probably have more people. If Ole Miss didn't have the name Ole Miss, and they had like a different name where you didn't feel about, you know, rebels and stuff like that, and they had a mall, there would probably be more people as well too. But, you know, even though we don't have a, a big conference, we combat that with having a mall, having scenery, having nice things, being an hour from New Orleans, being an hour from Mobile, and then having those Mardi Gras type of areas, being an hour from Florida, you know, spring break. And then on top of that, I think we're the only, we're the only city, I mean, college in the state of Mississippi that actually gets Mardi Gras off. You know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State don't get it off because they're too far off, but we're in that, we're in that Bible Belt region that kind of kind of rolls with the whole, you know, Mardi Gras sensation. So if you guys are wondering, yes, I was big on numbers and knowing about your school. So yeah, I took a whole bunch of classes and stuff like that. So I still remember all that. So hey, hey, I, I love you, man. <laughs> hey, since we're talking about colleges in Mississippi, everybody hears me talk about Alcorn State where I play, but I gotta give a shout out to Russ College. Um, up in Holly Springs, where I actually yep. graduated from, man, and and those brothers there, you probably know Dr. McMillan, man. He was mm-hmm. Omega, that was the president of, the, of that institution for a while. And shout out to your to your brothers at Alcorn, the Ada chapter of Omega Sci Fi. So yep. it, it's it's real, man. It, it's it's nothing like yep. it, man. And and I love it. I had a line brother who lives in Hattiesburg, so it, it's 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 cool that we kind of connected in that sense, because mm-hmm. like you say, you always know somebody. But speaking of, of connections, man, you know, we kind of connected because I noticed your brand. Tell us a little bit about your business, man. How did this passion develop, man? Where did this come <laughs> from, man? Talk uh, to me about this water, this special water. Man, man, the water came about, I mean, you kind of hit it in the head on the bio. It came from the simple fact that after working for two Fortune 500 companies, Coca-Cola and working for Monster and kind of seeing everything they do, I realized that... Um, a lot of people of color, like, I don't know if people realize, but 51% of people who drink bottled waters are, you know, people of color, African-Americans. And then other 41%, other 49% or other people of color. So a lot of big businesses, a lot of water brands, they just kind of give you water to the community. And then that's it. Like, hey, you got a 5K, just throw you some water. But the difference between my water and besides it having a great taste, besides it having a UV and ozone treatment to give it the smoothest and purest taste, is I donate 10% of my sales to underrepresented recycling organizations in our community so that we can help build playgrounds, sidewalks, gardens, you know, just giving back to our community instead of just throwing us water and also giving back to help people get back on their feet who may have been off their feet not working and getting back into the workplace and kind of just getting themselves back on. And I think it's very important because in our communities, if you go anywhere, you'll see a lot of us drinking plastic stuff, but we don't have anywhere to recycle it. I mean, when I lived in Atlanta, I had to go literally all the way to like Alpharetta, Sandy Springs, those type of places just to go recycle. And then when I did go up there, they had like a whole 1,200,000 square feet type of facility. And they're telling me that because of this, they're able to, to redo the whole neighborhood, have all these people work and pay this, get all these tax credits that a lot of people don't realize that you get by recycling. So I always wonder to myself, how come we don't have it on our, you know, underrepresented communities? Because there's always a lot of plastic. They can do better playgrounds, get better jobs. And I, I want to lead the way with that with my water. 
not only having a great taste and brand of water, but also lead the charge and giving back to our community. And, you know, that's how it all came about. Works for Coke and works for Monsters is seeing those things, taking my CPG experience. People are wondering what CPG means. It means consumer product goods experience, taking that 10 plus years of experience, working for those two, working for three or four other smaller brands and just really just telling myself like, hey, I can do this. I can go and just, you know, going for it, having the ambition to just go after it. So now I sell the product on amazon.com backslash AspirePure. And then I also sell on my website, AspirePure.com. So, yeah. Hey, you can't beat that. You speak real confidently about your brand. And I think to me, that's what I, I, I love the most because if you're not willing to stand in front next to behind your own brand mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to get other people to do that for you right yeah. so and, and and i saw you, you you had the bottle up a little bit yeah. earlier let, let people see the brand so they can go out there check it out i love it so so where did the name come from well the name aspire period came from the simple fact that one day i was sitting at my desk and i was like hey i always I have on my I have a I have a vision board i think it's very um, important that if anybody's watching I have a vision board that way you can kind of put out what you want. And I always said I wanted my own bed and I just didn't know what kind. I had different ideas. And then one day it came to me and I was like, you know something, I want my own water. But I was like, what kind of water? And I, want, I said, I want it to be pure. I want to aspire for it to be the purest water so that when people taste it, they know there's no bad aftertaste. It doesn't feel gunky in your throat or anything like that. And I was like, that's it. I want to expire. I want it for it to be pure. So I wanted to make it sound like you're sitting on the seven seas Chilling on the yacht, drinking finest water. So I changed it to Aspire. And then I put Pura, Aspire Pura. So now, you know, it makes you feel like, you know, I'm just chilling somewhere. It's glacier cold. You know, I'm on a yacht, Aspire Pura. Refreshing taste, keeping it simple. Mm. So yeah, that's where I got it from. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Aspire Pura. Yeah, so Makers of fine beverages. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Hey, so I, I challenge right now every Uber and Lyft driver out there, flip the script, get rid of the, the store, warehouse store labels on your bottle of water that you're mm. passing out, get a unique brand, and I guarantee you, you will see yourselves. I've done it before. Trust yeah. me, it works. So, man, that's that's cool. So so how long have you been um, involved with the brand so far? So far, going on two plus years. It's been a, a journey in the progress, I must say. My first version didn't always look like this. It didn't have this pretty blue color. I know you probably like that. It didn't have it didn't have all this. It didn't have a cool design. It was a little bit more. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I continue to stay see it through to have my own dream of what I envisioned the water to be. Because a lot of people don't realize all water is not the same. And when people say all water is the same, I say it's a Bentley the same as a Chrysler 300. And then, of course, they'll say no. And I said, that's how your water is. You know, just point blank. You know, you get the cheap tap water and you'll feel like you, 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 you're you not hydrated. You'll feel like you're still sweating out to the oldies. You can get the premium water. You can feel replenished. You can feel rehydrated. You can feel great after a long night of studying or working. So, you know, there's a difference. And, you know, it's just been two years plus making, working on it, getting it down, perfecting it. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a long way to go. Like I tell everybody, I'm just building my dreams one bottle at a time. So, you know, I'm just persevering and moving forward. Hey, I, I love it. And to those folks who think that all water is the same, ask the people in Flint, Michigan and Greenville, Mississippi. I've oh, never man. seen brown water. water. Uh, it, it, 
just find somebody from Greenville and ask them about water. Yeah. Anyway, so, but right. it, it's cool, man. And so tell me, what is, is this your first business that you've ever had? No. Nah. What was your first? Uh, that's kind of hard. At one point, I had a dating website that flopped. And I think it didn't do well because I wasn't walking in my purpose. This is another thing that, that plays a factor. Uh, I, had, I had my CPG experience back then, but I didn't think about using it to like I am now. And I was trying to do something that I thought I knew in a sense where I knew I wanted to help people and I knew I wanted to give back to people. But me never working at a dating site and me just having the goal of wanting to give back, I really didn't know that much about the field. So I was lost a lot of times and I had to do so much study and I spent so much learning into that. So that didn't work well. Got a little upstart, but then I learned the problem of having a bad partner. If you have a partner that's not with you on the same same boat and they have they want to do their own thing, it could literally throw you off. So that was another one. And then uh, I had a third business where I thought I was going to sell some shades and some clothes and I thought I was going to do it. But then I realized that wasn't really my thing. It wasn't my calling. And this is the fourth one. So this one was my calling, as my wife likes to say. And because of it being my calling and my purpose, doors have been opened up more than anything. And a lot of people have been welcomed to me because, you know, I'm doing what I know how to do. This is what my experience has been doing. You know, the other things I, I learned how to do them because I spent so much time and so much money in researching and taking classes, but it wasn't what I knew how to do from day one. It wasn't what I was incumbent in, 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 in. It wasn't what I was good at. And, you know, selling is what I'm good at, understanding the water, understanding the, the margins, understanding, you know, how to get in the stores, understanding velocity, and those type of things is, is what I'm good at. And I've had to realize that, you know, when you walk in your purpose, doors will open up. Oh, I had a podcast. That didn't, that didn't go all the way through. Um, yeah, I had a podcast. I mean, literally, the podcast is running as we speak. It's called The Life of Time for Eric. And I literally have recorded over. 300 plus episodes. So, I mean, I got, I got listeners. I got like 300, three or 400 listeners on one, but it never really took off to where it goes. So when people see the water and they be like, oh, this is great. People don't really see the all four or five other things I've done before to figure out my journey to get to now. I, I asked that question for a very mm -hmm. specific reason. And and I was hoping to hear the response that, that, that you provided because mm -hmm. I, most entrepreneurs that I know They've they've had several different ideas. Yep. And but one thing, it's not about how many ideas you have, it's how many times that you go for something, right? Yep. Because that's when you learn. And 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 that's what I love about that. And it sounds like you learned a lot. And if somebody said, Hey, so tell me about starting a business, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you got some pretty good uh, advice. But but first, let oh, me say man. this. Let me say this. If you have a podcast called, what, what was the name of the podcast? With the, podcast the podcast is called The Life and Times of Eric, where I give you actionable tips that you can use today to go after your dreams, your goals, or to improve your workplace and, and move up the ladder. So, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to appear on your podcast. Let me, let me come on your podcast. So we're going to give you two Eric's for one. Two Eric for the price of one. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and we're just going to give you advice, tip after tip after tip. We're going to hit you hey, with some hey. blue and white water bottles <laughs> and, 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 and some, some purple and gold. <laughs> hey, 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 Eric, I have to say, I stopped the podcast. And I'm going to tell you why, because this is very important, too. So, you know, you asked me about the failures. So at one point when I first started doing the water, like the first year, I was doing the water 
in the podcast, the water podcast. And my wife said, look, how are you ever going to be good at something if you're not focused on one thing? You're trying to do too many things. And I thought, well, it can't be no problem. But then she made a point. I was like, I'm spending time trying to be on people's podcast episodes. And then I'm trying to sell the water. And then it made me realize, like, which one do I want more of? And I always consider myself wanting my own water, having people drink my water, having people be like, man, I love Eric's water. And then just, you know, I didn't know at the time, but I want, I, I visioned myself later on having more other things, other CPG type of brands. So I stopped doing the podcast. And when she told me to stop, by that time, I had already pre-recorded already literally 90 episodes, 300. So my episodes will run, they're, they're running right now. They won't finish running until like January 15th, literally. So I started recording them and I just focused on the water because she made a valuable point. And if you, everybody's listening, you got to understand when people see a person doing so many things, it doesn't really give them trust to want to spend money with you or to want to do business with you or to feel like you know your area or your expertise. When I stopped doing the podcast and I just slowly focused on the water and people would hear me, they would be like, dang, he knows it. It's because I had 10 years plus experience doing it. So I already knew it every day. So what's next for you? I would have to say next is leaders. We have leaders coming. Be on the lookout for that. So if you enjoyed the 16.98, 16.9 ounce, we have the 33.8 leaders coming. I've heard the request. I've heard the people. I've took the votes. I've heard people in my DMs. I've seen people in the street yell at me, why don't you have some leaders? Like, gosh, dang. Just... So, you know, I've heard everything. So that's next. The leaders is next. And from there, it's just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing so I can run up on some capital. That's that's the pretty much the name of the game when you deal with CPG. It's great to do direct-to-consumer DTC all day, but until you get that big infuse of capital and where you're able to expand your marketing awareness, it's great because... Everybody tries my product. They love it. They enjoy it. And now it's just all about putting it in more hands, putting it in more bottles and letting more people try it. So to, to do something like that, you know, you need to infuse the capital. And that's what it's all about. Until we get there, we're going to just continue to keep bootstrapping. We're going to continue to work the Amazon, work the online. So, you know, and then because that's the crazy part, because when people ask me, like, what stores are you in? I don't think people realize what the name of the game is and how this works. Like, you just can't walk into a Target. You just can't walk into a Sprouts and be like, hey, I got a product, put me on your shelf. And it doesn't work like that because depending on what store you're trying to apply for, this is just a little info for people, you might have a window. They, they only have certain windows where they let products in. So if you go see them on a January, they may have had their window in November, December. So now you got to wait the whole year again to be back into that window to apply. Or depending on who you're dealing with, the category manager or the buyer, they might tell you right now we're not taking in new products and give me three or four moments, three or more months before we bring in new products. Or if you're lucky and they do take you in, you want to make sure that, you know, normal people are asked, but they're like, if you got brought, I've asked them this question, Eric, I say, hey, if you got brought to a store, what would you want to be? They're like, I want to be nationwide. I want to be everywhere. And then I'd be like, that's wrong. You don't want to be everywhere. And they're like, what do you mean? See, you're thinking small. I said, I'm not thinking small. I'm thinking smart. Because if you think about it, and you're a new brand and you be nationwide everywhere, like say in a Target or a Sprout, how do you have the manpower to handle everywhere? But no one thinks about that. Can you scale? And can then, you, and then everywhere you, is different. So you, know, you, you got to be able to pivot. You got to be, you, the best thing you can do is release gradually 
take right. that game, get, get that business insight and figure out what's going on. And I'm going to connect you with uh, a brother, Warren Galloway, man. He's he's mm-hmm. he's one of the, the leading authors out in that micro lending space. And uh, he has a, a conference that that helps ah. uh, business owners like like yourself, man. Microloanconference.com. Go check them out, man. But I I I love that you got the energy, you got the passion, mm-hmm. you know your business like mm-hmm. your name, and 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 that is when you talk about building trust, man. You're building trust with potential partners, potential investors, but most of all with customer bases because yeah. you speak highly. I. I would try it just based on how well you you speak about the product. <laughs> I know, and 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 think about it. I mean, how many times have you met somebody? And, you know, they got a product that you think, oh yeah, I checked it out, man. How can I get it? Well, you know, how, how many did you do? You know, <laughs> you know, you know. But but you're ready. And, yeah. and 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 when you're talking about where is your product. It doesn't get much better than than Amazon. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much money they're getting for me, you know, because that's just it, it makes it so convenient. And, and I, I was out there taking a look, Amazon, Prime, man, you know, so it, it's 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 definitely good to see mm-hmm. brothers out there selling something positive. Right. Yeah. Not on the news, handcuffed, but doing yeah. positive things. It shows two things. You've had some positive influence in your life. And, and that's good. You had some goals. You had a vision board. And it also mm-hmm. tells me that for for those young people that you come across, you're going to be able and willing to drop great pieces of advice for them. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you just stopping by and, and talking problem. to us for a few minutes here on Greekly Speaking. And if there's anything we can do to promote anything else you got going on in the future, man, definitely don't hesitate to let us know. OK, no problem. No problem. I, I, I like I said, uh, thank you for having me here. Thank you to uh, to your Sora face for letting me know. She was like, "Hey, one of my brothers got this best show. You need to." I was like, "Oh, like when I checked it, I was like, oh, this show's good. You need to get on it. You need to get on it.'" I was like, "Okay, this name's Eric. I'm with it. I'm with it." So yeah, yeah it's all good. Shout to her. So shout to her. And just, you know, just it's a simple fact that at the end of the day, you know, we're all D nine. And a lot, and I want to end it on this note. A lot of times when you're in college, you don't realize that a lot of people you think or your worst enemies when you get out of school, they're not your enemies no more. And all that stuff in college is petty now. Now it's like, yo, if I can work with so-and-so, I don't care what he looks like. If he looks like me, that's even better, but it's just all about just making a legacy and being the best person that you could be. So, you know, I always try to make sure I tell Neos that and let them know, like, this is just for now. But long-term, you need to be thinking, like, these could be the same people that will employ you. So think yep. about that. So, so yeah. <laughs> For sure, definitely, man. Networking is what it's all about, and um, it, it's it's a blessing to be in a positive network, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, he's Eric. I'm Eric. He's Brundage. I'm Tucker. Yep. Greekly speaking, <laughs> he's got the brand. Go out there, check him out on Amazon.com. I love it. A spirit, pure water. Hey, check him out, man. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you soon. Okay. <laughs>